join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today, Bishop Herbert Bailey continues with Preparing for the Supernatural. Understanding will be illuminated with the light of God. That we don't wait for light to show up in the circumstance. We see from a position of light. In the name of Jesus. So to the righteous, light always arises. Let the entrance of your word bring light to every situation. That we see ourselves clear through 2020. That we will see the hand of God. And that we will see the supernatural manifested in our life. Open up our eyes, open up our ears, and open up our hearts to receive your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Joshua, the third chapter, remains standing. And we're going to read one verse of scripture. Joshua 3 and verse 5. It says, and Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Amen. As you're being seated, remind your neighbor to prepare for the supernatural. As we continue... This series that I started last Sunday and that I dealt with a little bit in the first New Year's Eve service. The second, we kind of switch horses there. As my uncle Bishop Bailey say, you change horses in the middle of the stream. But as we go back into this message on preparing for the supernatural, and the reason why it's called that is because... The Lord gave us a word to declare 2020 as the year of the supernatural. As the year of the supernatural. Amen. I don't mean harm, but 2020 has 
2020 in the natural is a declaration that that has been given for uh, a visual acuity. But that's a natural thing. That's a natural thing. I'm talking about the supernatural. Are y'all listening to me? And so Jesus says, or it was prophesied about Jesus, him speaking these words, which were filled, which were fulfilled in Luke four, but they were first recorded in Isaiah six and two. When Jesus talks about the spirit of the Lord being upon me, he said one of the reasons the spirit would be upon me or the anointing would be upon me was to was for verse two to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. God said there will be an anointing upon you to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So under the anointing, we are proclaiming 2020 as the year for us to experience and to see the supernatural. Say that. Say, I will experience and I will see the supernatural in 2020. And so we use this as a backdrop because this second generation coming out of Egypt as they're getting ready to go officially into the promised land. To actually go into it as a whole nation. Not 12 spies, but as a whole nation. And of those 12 spies, only two of them will go in. Only two, only two of the whole, approximately 3 million people that came out of Egypt. Only two of them are actually going into and will walk in the manifestation of the promise that God had given to their forefathers over 40 years ago. That tells me that I have, as I have reminded you over the years, that the will of God is not automatic. God can will something for you that you can mess up. I've, I've told couples as they're coming in to talk to me about getting married. I'm getting ready to go deep. Y'all can get me to mess somebody up. I say it can be the will of God for y'all to be married. And you're going to have sex before you get married and mess it up. That's the truth. Because sex, I don't know why I'm going here. Because sex complicates everything. I'll straight ahead. <laughs> no, seriously, y'all know if certain things go down, you don't care. You, you ain't slept with them. I don't care. Moving on. But when you start, what? Sex complicates everything. There can be something that's the will of God. I don't know why I'm, who I'm talking to. There can be something that's the will of God and you do something in the flesh and mess it up. Not just in that area. There can be things for us financially that God has planned for. You do something unwise or in the flesh, mess it up. We had an awesome revival for two days. Can you not come out for two days? Not three, two. We had an awesome revival. There was so much word and revelation that came forth on, on, uh, Friday night through Bishop Page and also through Pastor Marshall. But Bishop Page on Friday night was talking about how, how, uh, how God gave Moses a second chance. He broke those commandments. Not by disobeying them, but physically, literally breaking them. Took what God gave him and broke it up. Took what God created and broke it. Not accidentally. On purpose, because he got mad at the people. Because of what he saw. There's another time. Okay, that's the, that's, that's at least the second case we see of Moses' anger. That's the second one. The first one was why he had to flee from Egypt to begin with. He saw a man being 
being mistreated, one of his own people, a Hebrew. And then he killed the man who was mistreating him and buried him in the sand and thought nobody saw it. And then he thought he all because he couldn't control his emotion. So that was, that was, that was the first case of his anger. The second time is when God gives him the commandments and he breaks them. The third time we see the anger comes up, come up. God says when the people are asking for water, God says, speak to the rock and water will come out. And the people are like, we want water. We want water. Where's the water? You said you're going to, you bring us water. They ain't going to land on the of honey. We're going to die out here. It would have been better for us to stay in Egypt. And God says, speak, speak to the rock. And Moses, you want water? Here, water. And hit the rock. God told him to speak to the rock. So the way some people saw that, man, Moses, Moses can get so mad they break a rock. And God said, no, that was, that wasn't supposed to be, they weren't supposed to see you. They were supposed to see me. Now, oh, they're not even talking about me. They're talking about how angry you were. That's the third time. And maybe that's where we get the baseball rule from. Three strikes you out because now God says to Moses, listen, I want you to go on up into the mount this time. I'm not to give you any commandment, not to tell you anything. I want you to just go up and look over and see where you were supposed to go. He said, but because of your anger, you won't go in. They're going to go in. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let your flesh mess up what God has for you. And, God's, and God loved Moses. God, Moses called a friend of God. God said, I talked to him face to face. He said, that he's, he's most faithful in all my house. Of all the people I got, he's the most faithful. And yet he messed up going to the promised land. So God says, for the supernatural, I need you to prepare for it. Sanctify yourself. That word sanctify, it means to consecrate yourself. It means to devote yourself it means to give yourself over to. Okay? So, for this month, see, if all you're doing is not eating, you're not necessarily consecrating. Okay? Y'all know, whenever Dr. Daniel's not here, but I have a physical, uh, is, is he? Okay. Okay, when I have a, have a physical, uh, at, least, at least once a year, a couple of years ago, he, he made me feel, he said, he said uh, Pastor, you're getting a little older now. Man, I need to see you twice a year. What you mean? Now, I can still come in once a year. What do you mean I need to come in twice a year? You know, you, when you get old, you want to check you more frequently. Okay. Huh. So, but there are times when I go and they, the office even will remind me for a particular visit, usually physical, especially if they're going to take blood, they say you need to be fasting. You don't go to the doctor and they tell you you need to fast? Are they telling you to consecrate yourself to God? I need you to be in prayer before you come. Some, now, y'all know if the doctor tell you that, you're in trouble. Before you come to this visit, you need to be in prayer. That ain't what they're telling you. Fasting, they're saying to just abstain from food. Right? So just because you're fasting, abstaining from food, you're not necessarily consecrating. This month, we're on a consecration. To devote ourselves, not just diet, not just turn away your plates, 
But that is, has a purpose. There's nothing redeeming in that spiritually in itself. Now, fasting has some natural benefits. But there's nothing spiritually redeeming about simply not eating. The time that you're not eating, you ought to be doing something in place of it, spiritually. Okay? So, so watch this. So, you know, I, uh, you know the, the, the days when I'm not at the office early, you know, uh, I, I like to watch the prices right. Uh, 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 what's his name? Brady? Brady? Uh, yeah, not, not price right. Uh, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Brady. Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady, he's, he, he's very talented, very funny. Okay? Uh, but, I like, but because I'm on consecration, instead of me watching, let's make a deal, which is nothing wrong with, let's make a deal. But instead of doing that, perhaps I'm listening to some worship music. Perhaps I have something on that's more edifying to my spirit. Look to your neighbor and say consecration. Every now and then, I know we do it corporately in January, but you just ought to remind your flesh that your flesh doesn't run you, you run your flesh. We had some relatives visiting with us recently and see, uh, you know, it's generally Pastor Marshall and I and my dog. Okay, I know. I definitely know Solomon's uh, walk because he walked with four legs. Okay, but other than Solomon, I ain't expecting to hear nobody. So any, anytime I hear anything, okay, and, and our room's on the main floor. I look right down to the kitchen, and, and I was, and we had some folks visiting. Every time, boy, about two or three o'clock in the morning, I just hear him walking. I didn't see the refrigerator, <laughs> and I got a light, a refrigerator with lights on it. So just. I'm just saying, what's good? I know Solomon ain't opened up the refrigerator. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm sitting there, what's going on? Because I, I hear everything. Sometimes you got to tell your flesh, we ain't getting up going to the refrigerator at 3 o'clock this morning. <laughs> Don't y'all get mad at me. I'm talking about discipline. Amen. Amen. I used to, I, uh, uh, I used to, uh, I like cheese doodles. And, okay, and so you, every pastor knows whenever you tell people what you like, they always want to try to get you what you like. So if y'all want to get me some, what did I say? Cheetos. Did I say Cheetos? No. Did, did I say cheese curls? No. What did I say? Cheetos. Okay, just, just want to make sure you heard me. Pastor, here's these cheese curls you like. I ain't saying like no cheese. Is it cheese crunches? And it's hell. I said, cheese doodles. Help him, help unless the help you need. But there was a time, you know, get, get the big bag, you know, the one, you know, not the one from the corner store, the one you get from, from the supermarket. Get, I get the big bag, and once I, when I started, I eat the whole bag. So hang on, let me start. I eat the whole bag. Eat the whole bag. Half hour, that whole bag of Cheetos gone. Well, now I've disciplined myself now. Now uh, I got the bag, and the bag might last me a week. As a matter of fact, the last couple times when I went back, you couldn't even eat them anymore. It had been there for about a, or about a week and a half. Now they're stale. Now, that's progress. That's this. Come on, discipline. 
can, can I tell you, you got to learn to practice discipline in little things. Only reason why I'm saying this is because so that's the purpose, one of the purposes of fasting. You're letting your flesh know, no, I rule. I, if I say you ain't eating till 3 o'clock, doggone, you ain't eating till 3 o'clock. Just settle down. Shut up. <laughs> you know, of course, that belly be talking to you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. You realize what time it is? You ain't going to make it to no three o'clock. <laughs> Shut up. I said we ain't eating till three o'clock. Prepare yourself. Sanctify yourself. Consecrate yourself. Give yourself over to God. Give yourself over to a holy purpose, to a spiritual purpose, because God wants to do some things for you. Which tells me, Again, I don't have any proof of this, but you can't prove me wrong. God's saying, in order for me to do what I want to do, you've got to have the right frame of mind. You have to have the right attitude. You have to have the right disposition. Because the will of God is not automatic. So several times throughout the scripture, God kept, kept telling people, sanctify yourself. Because I'm in preparation for him doing something supernatural for them, among them, and through them. So we're talking about preparing for the supernatural. And we left off last week telling you that miracles many times are going to come with instructions. And the reason why the supernatural comes with instructions is because, I'm going to go real fast because I covered this on, on first service on Wednesday night. The supernatural is not intended to replace this, the natural. The, superintended is in, the supernatural is intended to exceed the natural. Everybody say, not replace, exceed. So it's not, the supernatural is not intended to replace the natural. Supernatural is intended to exceed the natural. Which means we cannot do what only God can do, but God will not do what we ought to do. So one of the reasons also in consecrating and sanctifying yourself is to hear God clearly in this season of what to do. Because when we clear away the clutter, you will be, you know, can, really, honestly, some, sometimes we live in a society today that we're so used to noise all the time, okay? And maybe a little less here in the south than up north in the, or in the more urban cities. But we're used to, we're used to noise. And whenever people come and visit us from Jersey City up north, I always say, how you sleep? Man, I slept like a, I slept like a log. Because you know why? They know why they can sleep like Because they're used to hearing, Really, depending on where you live, you can be hearing shots at night, you can be hearing sirens, and you can just get used to a lot of, a lot of noise. And then, you, you, you know, you can wake up in the morning and automatically turn on the radio, automatically turn on the television. You can get in your car, you automatically have the radio on, you automatically have satellite on, and you're not used to quiet. You, can, I, can I just encourage you, especially during this month, and it can become a habit, just practice times of having nothing on. Just clearing away the clutter so you can hear God more than you hear Steve Harvey in the morning. You'll be amazed how clearly God will speak if you just give him some attention. The Lord, the Lord said this to me one time. God said, I'm not going to be shouting at you over all the noise. Hey! 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 No, 
no, no. God said, no, no, no. When I have something to say to you, <laughs> one of God's love languages is quality time. God said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to shout over everybody else. That's why God often with, with Moses, he, no, oh, this is so good. It's so good. He could have shouted at Moses. When he called Moses, Moses, hey, over here. No, he got his attention through a burning bush. When Moses decided to go closer to the bush, now God starts talking. Can I tell you, oh, this is so good. Some of you know why you're not hearing God? You're just not getting close enough. You're not getting close enough. When I'm talking about getting close enough, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not talking about because God is so far away from us. You're not taking the time to just hear him. Okay? I know, I know my wife, when she talks to me, she wants me to listen to her. Okay? And so, years ago, I would say, I, I can do more than one thing at a time. So, so I would talk, and she would talk while the game is on. And I'm like, I hear you. Okay? So, now... At a minimum, I'll put that on pause, cut that off so I can hear her. God's saying, can, can you put that on pause for a moment so I can talk to you? I know you really get, you got a lot of stuff you plan and you got a lot of people listening to. I know you're real busy, but can, do you really want to, would you like to hear what I got to say about what you're trying to do? <laughs> would you like to hear what I have to say about everything you're stressing over right now? But this was, I said this to Pastor Marsh. I said, uh, one thing pastors have to realize, here's the real deal. I had to get settled years ago. I appreciate all y'all telling me thank you. I appreciate your army on Pastor Appreciation Day. But I can't be doing this for that. The Lord told me real early. He said, y'all are not here to meet my needs. I'm here to meet your needs. I got to learn to go to God for my needs. Now, that don't mean you don't tell me thank you. I don't even put a seed of God's, but I can't be doing this for that. I got to do this because I'm called to do it. I got to, and I got to know that if God called me to do it, his grace is sufficient. Is it, is it a hard time? Sure. But his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. Yeah, funerals and, 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 uh, and babies being born and baby dedications and, and encouraging people and counseling and dealing with architects and dealing with contractors and dealing with black people. I mean, uh, people. <laughs> All this, but, but his grace is sufficient. But here's the, but, notice, but in order for that to happen, I got to regularly spend time with him. Anytime you give out and don't take in, you're going to go empty. Your car lets you know that. Okay? And, and some of you spiritually, <laughs> y'all got a check engine light on. Spiritually, some of, y'all, 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 some of y'all get a beep. Okay? Spiritually, you, you, you got a warning. My vehicle, which I had to stop this morning to get gas, okay, says reserve fuel. <laughs> Some of y'all running on reserve fuel. 
This is 2020. Stop running on 2019 fuel. God said, I need you to come a little closer. I need you to get filled all over again. You know, the Bible says, what's that? Ephesians 5, 18. Put that up for me. Ephesians 5, 18. I believe that's it. Be not drunk. There you go. With wine. Wherein is excess. Okay. He's saying, don't get drunk by drinking so much. And I told you what Mother Bailey said about being drunk, right? He said, see, that's why I only only drink, I only only drink two. Because if I drink four, I'll get drunk. So I only get two shots. Because four make me drunk. My my spiritual mother, Mother Bailey, said, then you half drunk. (laughs) Don't be drunk with wine, where it is excess. But notice he makes makes this, he's really making a comparison here. Or contrast by comparison. Don't be drunk with wine where is it excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, a lot of you, how, how many of y'all remember the first time you got filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence speaking tongues, first time you spoke in tongues? Okay? Can I tell you, that, that ain't enough for today. When I first, because they, they didn't really understand about being filled. Okay? So when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit, I, I, was, I was being told, you may not ever speak in tongues again, but you speak that day. Well, well, that day was to start a new experience in life. It wasn't about the day. It was about a new, a, a new dimension of my relationship with God in my prayer life. Be filled. I think one translation says being filled. So it's not enough that you got filled five years ago or last year. God says, take this time, even during this month, to practice getting closer to me and getting filled up all over again. Because there's one baptism, but there's many fillings. Everybody say many fillings. Okay. Y'all know folks get, get on your nerves. Okay. But you ride down the highway, you late for work, and somebody on Monday morning driving like it's Sunday afternoon in the country. And you're like, will you just move out the way? Are you believing God to do the unexpected in your life? Bishop Herbert Bailey has declared that this is the year of the supernatural. However, the supernatural comes with preparation. This impactful series prepares you to receive the supernatural. Order today on CD or DVD. You can also get the MP3 download. Just call 1-877-798-LIFE or go online to rightdirection.info. Ask for Preparing for the Supernatural. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.